0: In the days before memory, there were the immortals. We were with you then, and we are with you now. We are driven by the endless fight to survive in a game which knows no limit of time or place. We are the seeds of legend, but our true origins are unknown. We simply are.
1: Welcome to the Highlander Rewatch podcast, the podcast where each and every week we talk about another facet of the Highlander universe. I'm one of your Rewatchers. I'm Keith. This is Kyle.
0: This is Eamon reporting from Cancun.
1: Looking good, <laughs> Eamon. You look relaxed.
0: I'm so relaxed. I forgot we were doing this, but I had the Cabana boy bring over a uh, computer.
1: Okay, and, good. A computer also, and a microphone
0: set up. Yeah. <laughs> and also I'm invisible now. So. Okay.
1: Well, that's cool it helps how's the weather down there it looks it looks beautiful it's absolutely and it looks like you're very high up
0: i'm very high up i'm in a a tree house erected in a large palm tree nice Mm -hmm. wow that's it must be some sturdy palm tree it is it's very sturdy i got some coconuts here i got a you know me and heidi are just hanging out since she doesn't have much to do now okay Uh, so it's it's fun
1: Great, yeah. I love you have Wi-Fi, life of luxury.
0: It's so good, yeah. So good. It's amazing.
1: <laughs> very good. Well, welcome to episode two of our Highlander uh, Endgame coverage. It's been ex- yeah. an exciting journey to get here, having now watched uh, three Highlander films, six seasons of the show, and now here we are at the the like, the like film treatment of one of the show characters. Wow, exciting stuff. Yeah. Highlander this
2: 4 Endgame. Highlander 4 Endgame. Very, end game. very <laughs> exciting.
1: Yes. Yeah. Uh, so before we jump into this, uh, on our last episode, we talked a lot about the uh, the trailer for this film, uh, and a couple of people wrote us in, so I thought I would read uh, some very quick emails uh, before we kind of jump into the meat of Highlander Endgame. Uh, oh, this...
2: and believe you me, there is a lot of meat here.
1: Oh yeah, this sure. is uh, going to be exciting to talk about. Are you guys excited? Before we jump into anything, are you guys excited to do these podcasts?
0: Oh Yeah. I'm excited to uh, rip into this like a rotisserie chicken.
1: Oh wow! No, just with your hands, no forks or anything. Yeah. yeah. Huh. I I'm a little
2: I'm a little afraid. This I feel like, in some ways, this is more treacherous than like Highlander too. Ooh.
1: In, Interesting.
2: Yeah. In certain ways, in the ways certain decisions were made, and you know i guess just highlander 2 is such a an unmitigated like train wreck in some ways i feel like it's different talking about than this yes in some way whereas this is just like more generically problematic
1: right if that's a train wreck this is certainly a a tractor trailer wreck right or some sort of car wreck there's mm-hmm. it's still a wreck I mean, there's bodies <laughs> there's just bodies mature. yes right but
2: anyway i'm uh I have a feeling that we're each going to have picked up something a little different. And I'm excited to hear what nonsense uh, (laughs) your radars that
1: I may have missed. Right. Okay. so as far as the trailer goes, this email comes from Jack F. Uh, A bunch of people wrote us in uh, to tell us about the trailer music. Uh, So uh, he says, in case no one uh, else sent this to, just wanted to share the song from the Endgame trailer. uh, You hear the phrase, I can never die. Uh, maybe they only paid so much for this song, and the song is "Dracula" by Robert Zombie. I can't <laughs> by, believe
0: by I didn't. Zombie. All right, I didn't know that. Uh, I don't know
1: what, and you know what's crazy? I watched the. This is nuts. I watched the music video to this song like mm-hmm. this year, and I don't remember actually i do remember how i ended up down this rabbit hole i uh to give a, a quick plug for another podcast the rock solid podcast with uh pat, pat francis, francis.
0: Uh, go and listen to our episode with pat francis talking right. about queen queen. Uh, queen
1: uh and you can listen to uh, an episode i guessed it on with uh our good friend uh david g uh when we talked about cowbell and rob zombie has a cover of uh american band uh, which features cowbell prominently,
2: and I was just like, "Is like, it the song we're an American band?" Yeah, by, who's that? Blood, sweat, and tears, or is no?
1: That... Uh, is it Grand Funk Railroad? Yeah, it is. I, yeah. yeah it is. Anyway, he has a cover of that song, and then I ended up down a Rob Zombie rabbit hole, uh, and uh, was listening to this. So, anyway, the the song "I Can Never Die" or that line is from Dracula by Rob Zombie. It's a crazy music video. It's actually pretty cool. I recommend it. (laughs) And
0: that was a big staple of like the anime music video scene back in the day.
1: Oh, interesting. And that song's also in The Matrix, I believe. Mm -hmm. So interesting there. Uh, Huh. How about that? Uh, We got another email from Ryan L. Uh, He mentions that the song is Rob Zombie's Dragula. uh, And he says, complete side note, Endgame was the first Highlander movie I ever saw at the ripe, impressionable age of 13. Uh Uh-oh. I saw it in the theater with a friend who didn't know much more than I did about Highlander at the time. Funny enough, the marquee had it listed as Highlander 2. Lol. Uh, (laughs) I, I can remember comments made at the time that this was supposed to be the true sequel to Highlander. Uh, I guess the movie did its job and created a new fan out of me because I immediately, because immediately afterwards, I went out and purchased the original Highlander on DVD. These days, I really struggle to find enjoyment in the film. The parts (laughs) I like at the time have aged poorly and the parts that bothered me just got worse and worse. At the time though, this movie uh, was the shit uh, to me, at least anyway. That's very funny. Yeah. Damn. Damn. Uh, And our final uh, little bit of reader mail comes from Andy C., DC, He says, hi, rewatchers. So excited and wistful that we're all the way to Endgame already. I have a particular nostalgia for this film because I was 9 or 10 when it came out, which was probably near the apex of my Highlander fandom. This movie is saucy for a 10-year-old, right? Yep. Yeah, there's a lot of buns. (laughs) Yeah, a lot of buns, a lot of just blood. And oh, yeah, blood and nips. You were a whore. Oh, boy. (laughs) Yikes. Um, I don't doubt you will cover the conflict between Davis-Panzer and Dimension Films over the uh, the way the movie was cut, which I think uh, made what was probably already a B-movie even worse. But I would love to hear you spend some time comparing these three versions of the film that were released in any capacity, the theatrical cut, the producer's cut, and the DVD release. Uh, And the alternate uh, rough cut included in the special features on the DVD. It's an interesting alternate look at what this movie could have been. And I remember as a kid, I always thought it was a better story. We'll see if that holds up to scrutiny. Well, you're in luck, Andy. We are going to be covering all the versions of this movie uh, as best we can, which will be fun. Which I'm not going to lie. I started to get confused at a certain point in trying to keep
2: these threads separate. Uh,
1: Yeah, I was actually rewatching the movie this morning and I was like, oh, I think this scene's different than the other one. And I had like my laptop out comparing it to like the version that's on HBO currently. And I was like, hold on. And like, I was misremembering things. It all starts to blur together. It really does. And like, just you start
2: to just like alter your own memories to accommodate what you're seeing right now. Yeah.
1: Like, well, I guess I saw that before. And it's like, no, you didn't. No. <laughs>
0: It's like we're in the sanctuary.
2: It's a lot (laughs) like that. Ooh.
1: Uh, Andy closes by saying, I wish Endgame could have learned the lesson of the TV show and just treated the story of escalating immortal conflict as an ongoing backdrop to the specific events of the film. I think the movie is a decent attempt to put a bow on Connor's story and let Duncan be the focal point of the franchise going forward. But the repeated (laughs) sense of the game is actually uh, ending this time for real, Z's, we promise. That's funny. Uh, is a very tired premise used to heighten stakes that could already be heightened by devoting more energy to the energy to the story being told in the movie. Mm. Hard to argue with that point. Yeah. One final question. He says, uh, up for debate is Bruce Payne actually good in this movie? We will talk about Ooh. that at the end. What do we think of the performances? Uh, that,
0: that is a. That's a tough question.
1: That, I am so
2: happy that somebody else asked it before I did. Oh, <laughs>
1: yeah. good, very good.
0: Yeah, not not to spoil things, but that's that's a tough question for me.
1: Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. OK, now I know how much everyone loves to keep hearing me read, but I have one more thing I got to read uh, before we hop into another segment where I read stuff. Um, so <laughs> so since we were just talking about the trailer, uh, I wanted to read this excerpt. Uh, this is from September 24th, uh, 2000. Uh, so just a few weeks after this movie was, was review- uh, released. Uh, and this comes from Roger Ebert's The Movie Answer Man column. Uh, So this was different than his, you know, movie review column. He would just have this column where people could write in and ask him questions about movies and he could, you know, give a take on it. Right. Mm, And so this person writes in again. This is just weeks after the film came out. Question in the trailer for a Highlander endgame. The villain is cut into is called a sorcerer, suspends a sword in midair and views uh, people on a magic floating crystal ball. The heroes are seen jumping through a poltergeist style swirling vortex. None of these scenes are in the movie. The villain isn't a sorcerer, just a guy good at cutting off heads and hissing like the Emperor in Star Wars. I've (laughs) since found out uh, from the Highlander Internet News Group that the scenes I mentioned were shot just for the Highlander endgame trailer and were never going to be in the movie. Not even scenes that were later cut, but scenes that were just never going to be used. How different can a trailer be from the film before it is just Lying. And that question comes from E B in Vancouver. Oh, Vancouver. That's right. Home of Highlander, the series. That's right. <laughs> so uh Mr. Roger Ebert writes back and answers him thusly. This trailer seems different enough. I haven't seen Highlander Endgame since I was in Thailand when it opened and would have been prepared to go even farther to avoid it <laughs> if necessary. <laughs> I note on Rotten to- the Rotten Tomatoes website that it scored 11 out of 100 on the tomato meter with wow. 3 positive reviews and 27 negative. Quite possibly anyone who has seen Highlander Endgame is grateful that the trailer doesn't remind them of the movie.
0: Jesus Christ. <laughs>
1: That's quite good. Isn't that good? Isn't that good?
0: Excuse the 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 pun but Roger Ebert really came for the throat of Highlander Endgame.
1: Oh boy, did he ever. <laughs> did he ever. Yikes. Yikes. Uh if, so if,
0: if Roger Ebert saw that movie in Thailand, he would have seen Thailander Endgame.
2: <laughs> Brilliant. That was better than
1: I think I don't know what to say about that. That was good. That is that Th- is good. Thailander. Yeah. I mean, there's your reboot right there. Let's just switch it up. He's not from Scotland anymore. He's yeah. from Thailand and oh. it's just called Thailander.
0: Yeah. Greg Skolesky or whatever
2: your name is. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I mean, we can all agree that someone named
2: that like the Bobo Chad Stelhesky does make Thailander. Yeah. Yeah, that <laughs> right. would that would
0: be Greg Skolesky. Yeah.
2: Greg Skoleski. Chad. It's Chad. I like
0: have those movies. I don't know what's wrong with me. Uh. It's
1: okay. It's okay. Well, b- there's so much to cover before we, you know, actually talk about like a single frame of celluloid, uh, but we should talk about the poster to this movie. And I'm going to bring something to your attention that you guys maybe hadn't seen before. Uh, but first, we should let's just talk about uh, this poster. Here it is. Boom, boom, boom. There it is. What do you guys think of the poster to this movie? As far as I know, there's really like only one poster. It's this, or they're facing us, right, with their swords above their head. <laughs> Mm-hmm. I don't know. Was that on the poster or just the DVD? Good question.
0: Yeah, I'm not sure. About I, I
1: associate that. that with the DVD cover, but I've I never do. seen that poster. Yeah, I'm not sure. So, so um, I hate this poster. Why? Why is that? Um, for
0: one thing, I think the sword like looks fake. Which sword? the The Highlander. Like the the big, the, the, the big, big one middle, here. The big middle one. Wow. All right. I don't. I don't think that's a good visual for a poster. Just a. Like the hilt look, doesn't the
1: hilt look small to you or the handle? Maybe a little bit. It almost looks like the hilt, like that this thing was like cobbled together with a couple different like pieces of Photoshop. Like I think the ball on the top looks like it was put on there. Yeah. Like it's not one single photo of the sword. Is there anything else on this poster that maybe looks like it was just kind of slapped on?
2: (laughs)
0: Uh, Uh, Is there another thing
2: you might want to add?
0: The two two lead actors of the movie. Oh, Okay. It looks yeah. like they have different different coats, different heads, different hands, right? All photoshopped. All photoshopped, together.
1: right? It's nuts.
0: What
2: city
1: is that? Behind one them?
2: is the one that really like leaps out to me. Oh yeah. yeah, the hand. It's rough.
0: How they're not actually holding the swords?
1: Yeah, here. Let me zoom in so everybody can see it. Can people see this better? I'll. All the home Oh, also, we should mention that, of course, if you are listening to this podcast, uh, there's also a video version uh, yes. that is on our Facebook page. And they're, we're going to be playing lots of clips this episode mm-hmm. and showing pictures and all that sort of stuff. Uh, so it's fine if you want to listen uh, you know, on your yeah. podcast app. But also, make sure to check out the video, because there is a lot of extra stuff.
2: Is Connor mm-hmm. missing a finger? I mean, oh, let's go back. I'll be dead serious.
0: Yes. I mean, that's Cut his one. thumb,
2: then one, two. Uh,
0: it, might, it might be behind.
2: Behind how
0: his thumb, but what? not like, it? I wish I, I can't like under his yo, thumb. Isn't that a little pointing out of a finger? No, that doesn't make sense. No. I
1: don't know. I don't know. I don't know. He's just he <laughs> has too few
2: fingers. Like, they, photosh- few fingers. It was like fingers. they photoshopped in a hand incorrectly.
1: Yeah, they did. This he's this is like a cartoon in cartoons. They have three fingers. Oh, he's a cartoon he's a cartoon, cartoon, cartoon. he's a cartoon character. He's a Simpson wow yeah and so and then there's whatever this city is and it's like it looks like it's on fire right like this looks like it's an apocalyptic movie right hey guys
0: uh what what city are the highlander movies famously taking place in
1: new york city
0: new york city does that look like new york city
2: no (laughs) that town that toddlin town
0: (laughs) yeah new york new york New wow. York, you you mess with one of us, you mess with all of us, Green Goblin.
1: That's right. Oh man, I just watched. I watched that movie the other week. Uh, that scene made me laugh out loud. It's you insane. leave
0: Spider Man alone, post 9-11.
1: Yep, that's right. I'm not gonna la- I'm not gonna joke though. Uh, I watched it and I laughed and I also clapped and I said, "Yeah, you tell him." I like. I was also into it, so uh, I was like, "They get Spider Man." Had <laughs> so to.
2: We mm-hmm. into it statistically. All
1: yeah. right. Well, we gotta rip this band-aid off. So this is the, but their in, the... Head, wait, wait, their heads oh, okay, are, okay.
0: are their heads aren't on there for real,
2: too, right?
1: No, that's yeah. all messed like, up.
2: You could like Duncan's head in particular. It almost looks like you can see individual pixels. Like yeah.
1: yeah. Also, it's like weird, like the shadow on Duncan's head, like his eyes and nose are in shadow, but Connor's aren't. And his like back is in shadow. Like I I don't know where the light is, so whatever. And, like, that is a great question. The next <laughs> is confusing.
0: Adrian Paul is billed above Christopher Lambert on this poster, and you can't see his face. Correct. That's like, what, what is his agent doing? And oh, what right. Of, what kind of kung fu did he pull to like, get his name billed above fucking? I mean, you know, Lambert. I bet that was a requirement god bless him like you know he's still a bigger star than adrian paul
1: yeah yeah at this point especially like nor- for like highlander fans i think like yeah. the film still outperformed the show as much as we all love the show
0: but i feel like normal people it's dwindling a little bit but still probably know who christopher lambert is
1: mm-hmm. well, i mean
2: if you've seen highlander or mortal Kombat, like i guess gray stoke is still out there but i don't know how many people would have seen right it. yeah
0: well, around this time, definitely. I yeah. Think. Like, th- nobody knows who Adrian Paul is, like, when I
2: bring him up, except for nerds. <laughs>
1: Who's not a <laughs> Yeah, right.
2: Yeah. At least with Highlander, there's a chance you know him if you don't know Highlander. Yeah. I don't think that's true for AP. Right. Very
1: good. All right. Ready? All right. So we're going to rip the Band-Aid off because this isn't all I wanted to show you about uh, this Highlander Endgame poster. Get ready for this shit. Uh-oh. Boom. This is Illuminati confirms. <laughs> so uh, while doing some Highlander research, I stumbled across an insane like this is like a hit. It's like a hidden messages like forum for like weird coding by Hollywood and movies. And I was like, what the what? what? The fuck. <laughs> what the fuck? And so this person has broken down how the Eye of Horus is like coded into the Highlander Endgame poster. So there, that's, that's whatever this is right? And it goes it goes deeper. And then there's this. like, oh, I... <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh, What is I'm, this? I'm, I'm, I'm convinced now. So do you guys want to change your opinion of the movie at all? Well, but now yeah. that I know that this is all an allegory for child abuse or whatever the hell this right. person thinks, I'm, of course, on board.
1: Isn't and now this... I'm going to
0: do my secret hand symbol
2: <laughs> to communicate to... <laughs>
0: What the fuck? Who did
1: this?
0: (laughs) Also, I like that they have the thing on our money on there at the bottom, right? Because we're we're an American podcast, so in our country,
1: (laughs) our money has this. I don't know. I don't. It's ridiculous. Anyway, so somebody thinks there's weird Illuminati coding in the Highlander Endgame poster, which of course this movie. What are these symbols supposed to indicate? This. What is the Eye of Horus?
0: But like, what what are what is this this specific diagram? What are these like? Yeah, are you I don't know. I, I, I mean,
1: I think it's just supposed up. to show different pyramids, right? And that like the eyes are I I don't even like the eye is at the center of this triangle. Maybe I yeah. I don't really understand. It's it's stupid. That's why it's hard to understand because it's like made up it's, symbolism
0: it's also amazing what is this website i need to look at this later. uh i'll
1: have to find it again it's called like subliminal like messages sub, subliminal subliminal hollywood or something crazy
0: oh this is uh marjorie <laughs> taylor green's website okay. yeah, <laughs> yeah i've, I've been here
1: before. all right well i'm it gonna get rid of this familiar. nonsense off the screen there uh so there we go how about that i love somewhere.
2: it what was that kyle i'm sure you just put us on a list somewhere
1: keith yeah that's yeah.
0: true a list of like cool insider guys. Yeah, that's
1: right. right. <laughs> that get Hollywood, man. I get what they're doing. Well, I, see... I mean,
2: uh, considering one of the producers on this movie. Hey,
1: I was going to talk about that later. <laughs> oh, we will be talking about it uh, probably about right now. So let's, uh, before we hop into the actual footage of this movie, uh, let's talk dates and deets as we always do. So this is, today we're covering Highlander 4, as it's sometimes known. Uh, Sometimes it's also, well, it's Highlander Endgame. Uh, The working title was Highlander World Without End, which we talked about. Uh, Oh, and I think, did somebody write us on our Facebook page, I think? It wasn't an email that mentioned that World Without End is something that's like from, uh, it's like a Catholic saying, I believe.
0: Uh, Yeah, I think I saw something about that.
1: Which I do think is interesting. And uh, considering some of the content of the movie, I think that name makes a lot of sense and might be kind of cool. But we'll talk about that more when we get into the symbolism in this movie. Um, Oh, let's. Oh, yeah. This uh, film was also known as Highlander, The Search for Connor. That's maybe not a bad title. And Highlander, A New Order. Uh, I've seen that title. And also Highlander, The Immortals. Uh, Hmm. So okay. Uh, This was first released on September 1st uh, in 2000. So, like Labor Day weekend, right? It's a big, big big release. A big Uh, movie, right?
0: Time to celebrate Labor Day weekend by seeing Highlander and (laughs) Game. That's
1: right. Uh, This movie was directed by Doug Arnakoski. Uh, and so he started as a second unit director uh, on things like Pee Wee's Playhouse, which I love. Uh, he's done some work with Robert Rodriguez uh, from Dust Till Dawn. He did The Crow's, City of Angels, uh, Austin Powers, International Man of Mystery, Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas, uh, Spy Kids, another Rodriguez movie, uh, The Faculty. Uh, did Robert Rodriguez, was he involved in that at all? Yes, the, maybe? The Faculty? Yeah. I'm not sure. I think he was. Jon Stewart's in that movie, right? Uh, The Daily Show's own, John Stewart. Uh, Stewart. Once Upon a Time in Mexico, uh, another Robert Rodriguez movie. That movie's great, I think, by the way.
0: Uh, Oh, Robert Rodriguez directed The Faculty.
1: Yeah, okay. Uh, And so Endgame was his first feature after doing, like, second unit stuff. Um, This guy's
0: involved in, like, a lot of very good things.
1: Yes, Uh, especially like more recently, like as opposed to doing features, he's been doing a lot of TV work. Uh, So he did like eight episodes of Criminal Minds, uh, some episodes of Sleepy Hollow, Arrow, uh, the short-lived show Limitless, which I've heard very good things about, uh, and some episodes of Blue Bloods. Um, And most recently uh, and notably did episodes of Picard and four episodes of Star Trek Discovery. How about that? (laughs)
2: That's this guy's working.
1: Yeah, right. Make it so. Make it so. Uh but one yeah. very fun thing uh that I'd like to show you that he did uh <laughs> that he did after Highlander and Game. This is from 2005. Mm-hmm. Uh the director Doug also directed something called um Safe Side Stranger Danger <laughs> uh starring John Walsh from America's Most Wanted. Okay, And he may have directed another one of these as well. Uh, But I just want to play a little clip uh, just so we can understand, like, kind of his shooting style, narrative structures, all that stuff. Here we go. Wait a minute. Don't go
2: in there. May not be safe. Better call for. Ew. Better call Safe Side Super Check. And she's come to Earth to keep oh us uh, <laughs> all smart, cool, safe, faster than your mother's toaster, more powerful than a runaway hamster. Cheese. Mm.
1: Safe side, super chick. Oh, okay, we got Buzz right there. <laughs> what on Earth? I, this this is, is a this is his this must have been his passion project after Highlander Endgame. I don't know. Uh, no, I'm sure he just got called, and this was a, a very quick shoot uh, for an educational film. We can bounce around. Oh my god! Amen. <laughs> that tr- hey that's your dog, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. but there's
2: people who can't see this, uh, this people. is a Chihuahua in a witch's outfit pooping on a woman's head. Maybe who well, has ice cream?
1: Can- ice cream yeah. cone. I'll hit yeah. play. We'll see what happens.
0: Why is the broom?
1: <laughs> we'll skip ahead again. I was a kid. What the f- Oh, look at all those Cheetos. I love it. Cheetos. Ooh, Pong. Okay, yeah. so that's this is Stranger Danger. <laughs> what? What's
0: the COVID nineteen? All right,
1: so maybe we'll post yeah. this or do a Patreon thing with this. Uh, but yeah, so Doug, uh, the Doug, the director, also did the Stranger Danger video, which I love. It's this is something. We
2: You need to watch all of this now.
1: <laughs> all right, so let's talk about uh, the writers. This was written by Gillian Horvath, Eric Burnt, and Bill Panzer. They're all given like story by credits, um, but. That's right. Eric Burnt wrote the movie Virtuosity.
2: Yes. Interesting.
1: Yes. Uh, Romeo Must Die. Yes. Uh, and Surviving the Game with Ice-T and Rutger Hauer, F. Murray what? Abram, and Gary Busey. Uh, what a cast. Oh, and John yeah. C. McGinley's also in that movie. So weird connection Ooh. to Highlander 2, right? Highlander yeah.
0: 2 Luminary John C. McGinley.
1: That's right. And that's just like a remake yes. of like the Most Dangerous yeah. Game. Uh, but with Ice-T. But with iced tea, sure. I mean, could it really
2: qualify as the most dangerous if it didn't have iced tea? No, that's
1: true. Uh, and the screenplay—sorry, <laughs> cocoa.
2: Ice loves cocoa.
1: Yep, it's true. It does. What a beverage! Mm. Iced tea and cocoa.
0: Oh, I'd like to drink that beverage.
1: That's right. Uh, this and the screenplay was by Joel uh Soizen. Soison? Soizen. Uh, he's done a bunch of stuff that I've never heard of. Uh so I don't know what to report there. Uh there we go. That's that's like the, the writing credits of this this uh He thing did here.
0: Dracula 2000. Okay. Hol- Hollow Man 2.
1: Even Hollower.
0: Yeah, do The Halloween still- Hol- Halloweeny in that one also. Oh interesting. Didn't you see Hollow Man's penis in the in the original Hollow Man
2: movie? I believe
0: you did. I do. don't
1: know. Wow. I mean, Halloween. if you ever
2: saw it, how would we know? It's invisible. <laughs> it's, it's invisible. Like, you're not really <laughs> seeing it, per se, even if you're looking at it. Mm, and That's I'm right. looking at it, baby. That's right. Wow. All right, so let's talk about who stars in this movie, well, of course. Should, should you just br- briefly say that the other writer included Gillian Horvath, friend of the show. Oh, yes. Who is so intimately involved with many of the episodes that we know and love from the Highlander series. Mm-hmm.
0: And go back and listen to our interview with Gillian Horvath.
1: Yes, and I do remember talking to her about this, and like, I feel like she maybe mentioned that like, like yeah, she came up with like some story ideas, but like, we weren't quite sure where her story elements ended and where the new like screenplay began, right? Mm-hmm. Like, it's all this kind of mishmash of stuff. So who knows who came up with what ideas and what threads got picked up through multiple drafts of this movie and all sorts of stuff. So yeah, well, we, do we should give the the,
2: the 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 footnote here that Gillian Horvath seems like a lovely person who's done a lot of good work for the Highlander franchise. Whatever we are about to say is not meant to be a reflection on her. Friend of the show, Gillian Horvath. That's right. Though that is correct. I, I imagine we're going to say some things that might be upsetting to a writer on this film.
1: <laughs> I just have to wager. But well, the screenplay I... is by Joel, so <laughs> Joel, ah. this movie is not good. Anyway. Sorry, Joel. We have less affection for you. All right, let's talk about the stars. We got Adrian Paul. He's back as Duncan Ooh. McLeod. That's right. The guy from Christmas Crime Stories? That's this? right. The guy from Christmas Crime Story, from small screen to big screen, AP, is back. Uh, then we also get Christopher Lambert in his yes. fourth outing as Connor McLeod. Ooh. I guess fifth, we could call it fifth outing if fifth, we count the, uh, yeah, The Gathering, right? How about that? Mm. Uh, this film also stars Jim Burns, Dr. Peter Wingfield, and B.D. Edney. So we all know the, them, those familiar faces. BD uh,
2: I was I was very happy to see BD Edney was brought oh, yeah. back. She was she played Heather in the original Highlander mm-hmm. film. She's back doing it again. I thought that was a pleasing bit of casting.
1: Right. And speaking of Absolutely. people that come back, we also have uh Sheila Gish as Rachel Ellenstein. So she's uh you know Rachel from the original Highlander. Uh and sadly she passed away a few years ago. Uh but also a bit of trivia, she's the aunt of Hugh McGregor. Isn't that crazy? That oh, is indeed what? quite Like crazy. Yeah. Star Wars a superstar Ewan McGregor. That's right. Uh, so, the villain movie. of this movie is played by Bruce Payne. He plays Jacob Kell. Uh, he's been in a ton of stuff, but like, honestly, most of it I've never seen. Uh, it's all British. It's a lot of British stuff. Right. Yes. Uh, he was also in Dungeons and Dragons, which came out around the same time. Uh, and in 2015, he did a movie with Martin Kemp uh, in the starring role. And we might remember uh, mm. Martin Kemp from uh, the episode Avenging Angel and Ooh. the band uh, Spando Ballet. Uh, Bruce Payne came down with bronchitis during the filming of this production. Uh, and they uh, the, the production had to claim what's called force majeure. And rescheduling oh, no. was done. Yeah. Uh, so I, it took I, about... I
2: have- seven pieces like many pieces of litigation pending about force majeure provisions
1: oh interesting
0: what about prima nocta is that is
2: that related i don't think so
1: okay good Uh,
2: yeah very good Force majeure provisions are things that let you agree ahead of time to excuse performance under a contract when certain uncontrollable events like acts of God or plagues or terrorism occur Terror- or bronchi- bronchitis mm. I, I imagine they uh, some some lawyers might have had something to say about whether bronchitis was a that would force majeure, but it just be
1: yeah, I I'm curious because then he refused to return to Romania, uh, and the company uh, filmed the bulk of his action scenes, including the final battles between Duncan and Connor, Duncan and Kel in London, England, because he just refused to go back. So I am very curious if uh, there was illness or really that like uh, guys, this movie is a disaster, and so you call me when like at home, and I'll finish your movie then. I don't yeah,
0: know. I mean, I don't know. You can't really tell in the movie. <laughs> That, that this had any effect on the quality, right? That's yeah. right. Yeah, that's one, right. The, one, the one consistent thing I've read about this Romania filming thing is that it was very cold. Everyone mentions that, like, right. off the cuff, Freezing. How fucking cold it was. <laughs> yes. Like, even when they're not talking about, like, Romania, they're like, yeah, we shot in Romania. It was really cold. <laughs> right. Like, so I feel like, and they were forced... To shoot there, not to get too much into it, but the well, we studio... we
1: can mention that now. Let's talk about that.
0: The studio yeah. forced them to film in Romania, and they didn't want to. They wanted to shoot in Vancouver,
1: right? And Who it was just because of dimension was... films. Okay. Dimension yeah. films, right?
0: Because it was cheaper to shoot in Romania.
1: Yeah, and of course, how do like... you, how do you
0: film six fucking seasons of a TV show in Vancouver, and you have a major motion picture, and it's like cheaper to film in romania
2: i don't understand that i don't and understand also, it wasn't either. not to not to point fingers but wasn't that the problem with highlander 2 everyone's yep. like oh it's
1: shooting argentina it's so cheap
0: mm-hmm. and, and then the
1: they show. found out that like the crews didn't know quite what to do like it was just a different game over there and, and they don't have the infrastructure to support filmmaking and...
0: and they it cost them and ended up costing them more money
1: right yeah. Yeah, apparently similar things happened on Endgame. Uh it was just a mess. So
0: people don't learn their lessons. Like, I don't know, a certain a certain country's response to a a, a worldwide pandemic might <laughs>
1: <laughs> very good.
0: Be like, you know, it it winded up being more expensive than it needed to be in right. terms of money and, and and the cost of human lives. Anyway, mm. not to
2: get too political. <laughs> All right. How this many movie died in the filming of Endgame.
1: Uh, uh everyone i wish i died while i watched yeah. <laughs> it uh so this movie also stars lisa barbushia barbushia i don't know if that's how you say her in barbushia. uh Barbush- lisa b as kate yeah. mcleod uh so she was shawina who's this kind of racist okay. caricature of an indian huh? okay uh in the 1998 comedy almost heroes with chris farley and matthew perry Mm -hmm. Uh, which is like kind of like a Lewis and Clark parody, right? And so she plays, like, the hot Native American woman, right? Sure, why not? Sure. Uh, She had a role in Bridget Jones's Diary in 2001. She plays the woman, I guess he's, like, you know, she's in his bathroom naked. More naked stuff, I guess. Uh, In 2006, she started a comedy called Rabbit Fever. The IMDb description for that film reads... The rabbit is the world's best-selling vibrator. In the past year alone, millions have been sold all over the globe. Now experts are warning that the rabbit is becoming the new addiction. Women who start using it often sorry, find they what? simply cannot stop. This is the first movie to follow the trials and tribulations of a group of rabbit addicts as they attend to kick the rabbit habit. Wow. Hey, Keith, that- do you have access to the internet? I do have access to the internet.
0: Can you pull up IMDB for me? Uh, yes. The, you mean Internet Movie
1: Database? Is that what we're doing? The,
0: the very one.
1: Yeah. What do you need, sir? So, can you so, just look here, up like, Rabbit Fever? Okay.
0: And can you share the uh, the the logo for this movie?
1: I would love
2: to. <laughs> I, mean, I assume it's just a rabbit, right? Like the the sex toy. You would you would hope so. It's
0: it's there very you. horrible. Look at that. <laughs> Feel the buzz. Oh, Highlander. Can you feel the (laughs) buzz? That is the worst logo I've ever seen. I've seen better logos on like flyers for like office potluck day. Like, (laughs) yeah, this is awful.
1: Yeah, that's bad.
0: I do kind of
2: like the funny little smiling rabbit though.
1: I do like that too. And I guess it, it
2: does look a little bit like the toy. Sure. The, the bees and the rabbit could sure. like thing with a little mm-hmm. hook. There you go. You know, tell like us
1: more it. about the, the rabbit uh, masturbatory toy,
2: Kyle. Well, it's kind of like a dildo <laughs> with a little hook around it to okay. poke your clitoris. <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs>
1: very good. Very, I'll just tell you how it works. Very good. All right, well, Kate B was also a singer. Uh, and however, none of her music is like in this movie, which I was kind of expecting. Um, yeah. However, uh, so in the interest of time, we're not going to play any of her music right now, but stay tuned because in future episodes, we are going to listen to some of her music and watch some music videos, and nice. it is going to be a treat.
0: And we're also going to just replay all the
1: Melt music for now. <laughs> we'll just... Musical guest. Melt. melt. Uh, this, epi- or this episode, I gonna said, this film also stars Donnie Yen as Jin K., uh so if people um are familiar with like the kung fu genre they probably will recognize donnie Yen from uh all sorts of stuff uh he was in the remake of uh, mulan he was in blade 2 he's in of course iron monkey um he's the eat man that's right eat man he's yep. how many he's of those a- movies are there four? four
2: at least four
1: now At least four
2: bites mike yeah. tyson in one of them
1: so i don't know how that happens
0: Yeah, the fourth one is called Eat Man for The Finale.
1: The Finale. It should be called Endgame. (laughs) Hey. Um, We had a conversation a few weeks ago about Donnie Yen. We were wondering, like, oh, like, how popular was he at this time? Like, it's, I don't know. I was kind of curious if, like, did Miramax or Dimension Films ask that he be put in this movie? On the director's commentary, they're like, we discovered Donnie Yen. Uh, or, I shouldn't say director's commentary, it is not director's commentary, it is producer's, producer's commentary. Concept. But they're yeah. like, We discovered this martial artist, Donnie Yen. but like right at this time, Miramax released Iron Monkey
0: mm-hmm. as yes. well. Like, they, I have a feel
1: like so, yeah. Eamon, you said they asked, uh, they like required him to be in this or wanted him. Yes,
0: they I read an interview in Scouring. Um, I actually found it last night at like one o'clock in the morning.
1: When wow. I Wow, nice. like,
0: up reading about this movie from um. Uh, our, our well, not our friend, but friend of Highlander John Beerley, who unfortunately passed away, but he he interviewed Donnie Yen for this, and Donnie Yen said that they, like, they saw Iron Monkey and they like wanted to be in the Donnie Yen business, and they they asked for him to be in this movie.
1: Gotcha.
0: Um, because they didn't have they didn't have any projects for him, and they're right. like, well, Endgame that's an action movie, can you be in that? So it just seems like they kind of tacked him on to this movie. Right. Um, but he, he, like, it's a good interview. I'll, I'll
1: try yeah, to find a cool.
0: and send it to you. Um, but yeah, so I, I feel like they kind of just wedged him in. Right. He feels wedged.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Which is why he's constantly needing to break out. Yeah. <laughs> He does this hand motion a lot in the movie. That's (laughs) right. Oh, yeah. He's always just, "Ah." ha. yeah. Like a magician who's just made a woman disappear.
1: (laughs) Very good. Well, before we read the IMDb description and get into taglines, I thought it'd be good we play a little Highlander catalog game. It's been a minute since we played one of these. Uh, So now, of course, there is not, like, because the show had kind of gone off the air by the time this movie had come out. Uh, So, like, the catalog was not, like, uh, there's not like a, a bunch of Highlander Endgame merch, which is really a bummer, I think, right? Yeah. I don't know. But I'm going to be reading out of fuck? a I'm going to be reading out of a catalog that we actually don't uh, we haven't used much, which is the 1996 catalog. Uh, the catalog is a very different style. I can't wait to to showcase more items from this. Uh, but we're going to be talking about Highlander rocks. The three video collectors set, and again, this is from 1996. Uh, and the way this goes is, Colin Amon, I'm going to read you a description out of the Highlander catalog, and you're going to do your best to guess what the actual retail price of this item was within 20%. Uh, and if you get within that range, uh, whoever gets closest gets to give their opinion first at the end of this episode, and you get my respect uh, for the rest of it, which is good because everybody's in bad shape now. That's right. Uh-oh. Very good. All right. So the description reads item 144 plug into classic Highlander as six leading musical personalities play with the beat of eternity, a special gathering of rock and rollers, transcend their musical roots to guest star as immortals in six dynamic episodes of Highlander. This unique compilation features the following episodes in a handsome collector's box. Sheena Easton in an eye for an eye. Martin Kemp in Avenging Angel, Vanity in Revenge of Sweet, Roland Gift in For Tomorrow We Die, Joan Jett in Freefall, and Roger Daltrey in Starcrossed. And that's it. That's the All whole right. description. So how do you, what do you think of that handsome packaging?
0: Yeah, that's what I was going to say. First something
1: <laughs> This is some of
2: the ugliest packaging I've ever seen. It's like vomit tie-dye.
1: Handsome? And also, why are the episodes in that order? They're me. all out of order. I mean, I guess so. But you're not watching it for the story; you just want to
2: see these rock stars, right? <laughs> yeah. I guess. Also, side note: I'd forgotten until seeing this image that Joan Jet drowns a woman. <laughs> that's in right. Refall. Which, holy shit!
0: Also, uh, they, they couldn't. They couldn't find an image of Joan Jett that was just Joan
1: Jett. They had to use <laughs> like <laughs>
0: everyone else gets their own image, and Joan Jett's is her drowning,
1: drowning someone. someone. Yeah, that's crazy. Also, sh- uh sheena easton like or not sheena easton uh vanity vanity like she just has like a headshot yeah like everyone else is like at least from an episode
0: yep
1: what there's yeah, great was... sh- there's actually she looks great in that up ep- i mean she's wearing that chuck e cheese outfit like there are like there's clearly mm, shots from that episode looks... that like could be used for this
0: very good in
1: that. Episode. very good all right amon do you want to take a guess on how much you think this costs in <sighs> Wow, $75 for three VHS tapes. Very good. Kyle. These are are
0: rock stars.
1: That's Uh, right. They are rock stars. I'm going to guess $55. $55. Kyle, you were the closest. However, you still did not get within 20%. Actual retail price in 1996 was $39.95. Wow. Three things. Uh, And that would cost $66 today jesus yeah jesus wow jesus
0: indeed did they ever actually make this that's what i want to know
2: oh i bet I, they did i bet they did too i mean do you
1: the, think it came in those tie-dye packages or do you think that changed how did it So it must have yeah it's handsome it's very handsome it is very handsome i do remember those sort of cases though like i did kind of think they were cool like they would mix all the plastic together and be like here you go what what no you don't remember these cases these like no. tie-dye cases no yeah i mean it's like this it was like i felt like they were just as cool as like when you would have like uh, a nintendo or super nintendo game- cartridge that was like mm. red or blue oh, or gold well, that, right that's very cool they were cool yeah. or when you would get like that's a record and the record yeah. would be a different color that's popular today people listen had- to different color vinyl
0: that's true. They do. I had, I had a, a they do. God, I, had they a Nickel- do. <laughs> I had a Nickelodeon tape that was orange. I don't remember what the show was. Okay. Isn't that cool? It hey, is Keith, cool. Keith, We're before we back. all right. Before we move on, can yes, you yes, go yes. back to IMDb?
1: Oh no. Yes, sir.
0: And I want you to look up a Donnie Yen movie. Can you type in "Enter the Fat Dragon"? And you say
2: "Enter the Fat Dragon"? I did say that. This is from 2020. Mm-hmm. No, this is, this a, new- is Honestly, I'm just- a remake of Enter the Dragon. Only like Donnie Yen plays every character. Like
1: holy shit, Clump
2: style.
1: <laughs> um, Do you want me to show Keith, the cover? Keith,
0: could you please show the cover to Enter the Fat Dragon?
1: Yes, sir. <laughs> oh, oh boy, what? <laughs> what is happening here? I I kind of love this that's amazing (laughs) what's going on down here too uh fuck so
0: kyle basically called it like (laughs) i
1: I don't i don't know what this is well there we go what is this (laughs) there we go donnie yen donnie yen but donnie yen's great we love donnie yen
0: famed respected oh he's great He's, he's an amazing action hero
1: oh and you know what credit we didn't mention of course uh most people probably know him from rogue one Oh, oh right, yeah. yeah, he's he's great in that. He's fantastic, right? So that that might be, I think, how uh, a lot of uh, contemporary audi- audiences might know him today. Mm-hmm. Very let's good.
2: Car- carving out the the position right now, that's the best movie Disney has made of ever.
1: Star- oh, <laughs> <laughs> ever.
0: <laughs> yes, Rogue One is the best Disney movie
1: ever. Yep, that's it. All right, very good. All right, well, let's get into the IMDb uh, movie description, which just reads. Immortals, Connor and Duncan MacLeod, must join forces against Cal, an evil immortal who has become too strong for anyone to face alone. That's sort of true. Sort of mm-hmm. true. Uh, sort of but true. before we get into this, I also thought I'd read the taglines from the movie. So these taglines were shown on various things, commercials, posters, blah, 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 right? Uh, so one of the taglines is the ultimate battle against the forces of darkness. What do you think of that? It's so land. Bad. bad
0: so generic. Yep. That's like a like a, a a straight to VHS like cartoon movie description.
1: Yeah.
2: How many movies do you think you could list right now that you could apply that tagline to?
1: We're definitely hitting four digits. Yeah. <laughs> sure, sure. All of them. Yeah. Even Even Bridget Jones's Diary. That's true. Even yeah. Bridget Jones's Diary. Even the mm-hmm. second What's the sequel called? Bridget Is- Jones 2 doesn't have a, a subtitle.
0: Diary harder. Let me look it up.
1: Bridget. <laughs> I like that we're looking this up. Anyway, the second tagline, while Eamon looks that up, is a must-see for Highlander fans. All right. Okay. All right. I guess so. Damn. Um, else what? It, but... <laughs> a must-see That's for High- horrible. <laughs> uh, there's in the end there can be only one. All right. As as we watch Highlander four, uh, then we get a much longer one. For centuries we've been told there can be only one. But it's another time, and a supernatural enemy has grown too strong for any immortal to face alone. So two brothers are about to join forces. Together, there are our last chance to stop the ultimate evil. So first off,
2: <laughs> that doesn't erase the there can be only one part of it. Like No, like, it doesn't. It's like, all that's still true. Yeah. Second off, not supernatural.
1: Uh, ugh, yeesh. Yep. Uh, It says, uh, there's another one. It will take two Immortals to defeat the ultimate evil, but in the end, there can be only one. That's
0: Uh, fine. I I guess so.
1: Then number six is the last chance, the ultimate evil, the final battle. Hmm. I don't like any of these. Um, And then the final one is, what has always been a fight for one, now becomes a battle two, must face forever. I think that's in the trailer.
2: That's the best one, I think.
1: That's the best one. It's
2: not good, but it's better.
0: <laughs> Bridget Jones's Diary. Bridget Jones, The Edge of Reason. Oh. And then there's a third one, Bridget Jones's Baby. I did not oh. know Bridget Jones was a trilogy.
1: Yeah. Cinematic it's Universe. Trilogy. Yep. Uh, and the second one is about, like, what does she die uh, again and again and keeps coming back? The Edge of yep. What's It hmm
2: Edge of Tomorrow. tomorrow. <laughs> Then there's
0: Bridget Jones, Infinity War, and Bridget Jones, Endgame.
1: (laughs) I would love to see those movies, but well, Not not today, indeed. All right. It took us a while, but we're here. We're about to get into the first seconds of this stupid fucking movie. Which to spoiler alert, we are not getting that far in this first episode. No, no. This is we laid, we laid
2: the groundwork for y'all. Yeah, this is but a but a taste. Um and we left out some choice IMDB material about some other actors who will be appearing later. So buckle up.
1: Oh, I can't wait to hear that. I'm excited. Buckle up. Let's do it. All right, uh, so this movie starts. We get the Dimension logo, and then we get these opening credits. And like, I mean, I'm already ready to play a play a clip because, like, yes. let's talk over these credits uh, if that's okay with you guys. Yes, let's. Because let's, uh, I want to uh, play as many clips as possible, uh, and this will be great. Yes. All right, here we go, guys. This is this is the way this film opens.
0: Dimension film.
2: Dimension Films presents. So, just think this ethereal background. It looks like the opening to like a born movie. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Or
2: like a PlayStation 2
1: game. Oh, that's, yeah. yeah. Like, I don't know why it's like there's like a grid. Like, it seems like computery, right? Yeah. Very. No music. There is no, this is the most boring opening I've ever seen. Ever, ever, ever. It's this horrible. This is so awful.
2: The, you, you, this like melting hornish music in the back isn't doing it for
1: you? Yeah. And it's like, it seems really quick. Like the, the names are just popping up. Like this looks like it's, this is like a made for TV, like movie, right? Yes. That's what it, it looks Yes, it is. <laughs> it is
0: very made for TV.
1: Damon Dash. Damon Dash is in this. So like this just is still going, like I cannot believe, I can't imagine sitting in the theater, just watching this come at you and being like, wait, what? Like, this is supposed to be a movie. Like, it's not finished, right? I, uh, sti- I cannot H. believe this is still going. Uh, oh, it's still going, baby.
2: And we're about to actually be introduced to the main villain of the film.
1: Yikes. This uh, is still going on. Soon. Like,
2: uh, I'm going to pause this. Oh, I'm going to stop. Nessa, we should note, is an oh. uh, editor on this show and directs an episode of The Raven. So... Mm-hmm good on him. I'm glad he got to work on a motion picture.
1: Yes. And we should also mention uh, that we lost Don just the other week. Uh, So Don was a really nice guy. We got to talk to him at the convention. Uh, And the work he did on High End of the Series is fantastic. Like, he basically edited and did post-production on every single episode of that show. Uh, so we have to, a lot to thank him for, uh, but he also did some post-production work on this film. Uh, I'd love to know who designed this uh, opening title sequence because they should be fired. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so okay, so let's let's. I'm gonna stop playing this because this is just oh, okay. okay.
2: Well, then we don't get introduced to the main villain of this film, which is Harvey Weinstein.
1: <laughs> That's right. I'm yeah. so sorry. So yeah, Kyle, <laughs> let's talk about Harvey Weinstein. Do we have to? No, we don't. Fuck that guy. Fuck so. That guy. That's he's, a- a, he's a horrible monster. <laughs> that's right. Uh, the ultimate evil. Um. The ultimate evil. <laughs> yeah.
2: The battle between good and evil starts now. Yep. The enemy is Harvey Weinstein.
1: That's right. Yeah, so he co-produced this, of course, uh, with other people. And- I'm sure he was not
2: directly involved in much of, much of what's wrong with this film, but I still choose to blame him for all of it. Uh, sure, that's
1: fine. Blame him you for know, all the-
2: he- it could just be like a, a, another small drop in his massive bucket of sins, uh, for which he is finally
1: paying. Yeah, and there's another interesting credit we get here, which is for the Edge, uh, who is a yes. a wrestler. Oh, and I did not read his I or like his credits yet, but uh, we'll we'll save that for when he appears on. We'll screen. save it for later. Uh, but he's a special guest star in a movie. <laughs> yeah,
2: it's so. <laughs> That it's that it's worded that way. I didn't know that was a thing that could happen. It's not
0: a thing
1: that can happen.
0: That's, it's stupid. Like I'm pretty sure in movies, when like somebody special is in the movie, they get either an and or a with, right? It's like yeah, and, yeah. you know, I don't know. Exactly. or, exactly. or... yeah. Right, yeah. right. Introducing not, yeah. with special guest with special star. Guests. Like guest. What is this like? Uh, l- 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 laughing. Like- <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs>
2: It's Saturday Night Live with special uh-huh. guest The
1: Edge. Yeah, musical Ooh. guest Lisa B. <laughs> oh, this is ridiculous. Like, I just cannot believe. What would you Like, why isn't this honestly like footage from the other movies or something? Like, we we could have like something. Really anything visually interesting? Anything, anything, yeah. anything at all. Like, but I feel like this is a good opportunity to like remind everybody what the movies like the franchise is about. Right, like. I don't know. Plenty of like, mm-hmm. I just recently watched like every Spider Man movie the other week. Uh, but the Sam Raimi ones do a very good job of recapping in the opening credits, like, "Hey, what came before?" We're gonna show you through pictures and like, blah blah Especially blah. Especially
0: Spider Man Two. Yeah, Spider Man Two has Alex Ross paintings that recap the first movie and it is very effective.
1: It is very effective, but like, we don't have anything like that. Like, I just nope. don't understand, like, the credits serve no purpose, other than to let us know who's to blame. Uh, I just want to see an A- Alex Ross painting of Nakano's head
2: from Bylander <laughs> <laughs> 3. <laughs> <to streaming. laughs> ah. I it assume won't. that's what you meant to use it for. Me, you. <laughs>
1: That's right. Uh, all right, so let's talk about how this, like, well, then we get us, uh, there's, like, so many openings. It's just so boring. So then the first, like, bit of lines is, like, there's some text and a voiceover. Uh, yes, which, this was our introductory
2: clip right. to the episode. So you've, you heard Lambert break this down, and it's immediately, I guess, a callback to the original film. But I mean,
1: I, opens. I like that the, that, they, that they've that they used that device to open this movie. Like, I think that's kind of cool. Uh, do you guys it think should it have, should have been in red?
0: It should have been in red. And it also, they should have actually opened the movie with it instead of these shitty, like, th- those credits look like like they came with, like, the editing software. You know what I mean?
1: <laughs> yeah, like, like a demo. Yeah. Like, you can like just you plug just, in the names and type it'll the do the
0: names this. in right. and pick a background. Yep. And there you go.
2: Yeah. I. I. Movie,
1: yeah, uh, well, yeah, like the, the these opening credits could have easily played like more subtly like not have it. You could have also just not had an opening credit sequence. Mm-hmm. And it could have been voiceover and then we kind of cut to our first scene and in the corners you get, you know, starring Adrian Paul music by and like the credits just run over the, the movie like it's yep. Not so. Uh, So Connor says, in the days before memory, there were the immortals. We were with you then and we're with you now. We are all driven by an endless fight to survive in a game which knows no limit of time or place. We are the seeds of legend, but our true origins are unknown. We simply are. And I'm just like, huh? Like, to me, this fucking is terrible. Like, it does tells us nothing. It feels like it's the opening to the source or something. Yeah, like the origins are not important. Yeah, like why is it talking about any of this stuff? And
2: also there is a scene later where in a very, we'll we'll get into it in great depth, but they have like a (laughs) exposition conversation in the middle of the film. And I'm like, yo, you know what you usually do with a voiceover? You knock that shit out. You like cover the exposition in the part where a guy is just talking at the audience.
1: Yeah, especially in a film like this where they shove that exposition halfway into the movie so, like, you don't get any of the, the the rules until, like, you're almost done. It's crazy. Yeah, so, like, if they So, it's so egregious that they did that later and not
2: in the voiceover.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Anyway. uh,
1: So, I'm loving all the queen that plays in the opening, though. Oh, yeah. I mean, just compare the opening credits of that movie, of Highlander 1, to this. Like, what is happening? Like, what... <laughs> why... I... I... But, a warning to everybody, I'm going to like, this is, I'm on the edge right now of losing my mind, and I am going to flip this out year, even are more. are on the special guest, The Edge, right <laughs> yeah, now. I'm on the special guest, The Edge, right now. This, this movie is going to make me lose it on this podcast. I swear to God, this is nuts. Uh, I'm just so Not angry. <laughs> yeah, like, anyway, like, it's, it's crazy. As
2: compared to either the opening of the movie or the opening of the TV show. Because we're obsessed with the opening of the TV show. Because it's awesome. Finally, figure yeah. out is so good, and this is and the opening of the Highlander film is so good, and this and it's like two different approaches, but mm-hmm. this is
1: neither, and it's just a snooze fest. Yeah, I mean, I- I'll mention this now, like like you said, Kyle, that the 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 show is so great, like the credits. Like one big problem I have with this film is that. Even Honestly, even with Highlander 3, which they, I guess, started producing, what, like a year into the TV show? Maybe two? Mm -hmm. Like, I just don't understand. Like, they, at least for this one, they made six seasons of this show with a crew that knew how to do it. Like you said, Eamon, like, why move from Vancouver? Like, Mm -hmm. what did they learn from doing this for six years? Like... I mean, like, they, the opening credits of the TV show were never as boring as this. Why? Because, well, be, why? Because it's boring and you don't want to make boring fucking entertainment. Like, I, I just don't understand how this can miss the mark so far, considering they had seemingly nailed it before. It's like they forgot everything they knew how to do. Agreed. OK, sorry. Sorry, so, produ- everyone. I'm no, sorry. No, no, no. I'm going to Pro- lose it.
0: Producer interference? Like I, I, like, I honestly don't. Our studio, I, I don't know. Yeah. It, it doesn't make
1: sense. I honestly don't understand, uh, like, this this is a weird poll. Uh, were we talking about the Simpsons movie in our trailer? Oh, we were in our trailer, because yeah, we're we like, were. oh, how do we feel <laughs> yeah. about, you know, uh, it always like kind of bugs me when they make movies out of shows, but then don't include like the, the production crew from the TV show on the film. And mm-hmm. I remember noticing on the Simpsons movie that they had the music done by Hans Zimmer Mm-hmm. And I was like, "Why did Hans Zimmer write the music to The Simpsons? Like, that's not necessary at all." And also, his music—he kind of just made it sound like Alf Clausen's from the show, uh, yeah. who I think got fired. But um, Alf, Alf Clausen did get fired. Yeah, because he because uh, he was also not writing his own music. But um, yes. <laughs> but like the <laughs> well, point is, is that like why why switch up the formula? Like why you know why isn't Ken Gord producing these scenes? I don't understand. And like. I, I just don't understand why people switch up this stuff so much. Uh, I don't know. Whatever, because like, it no it's a movie sense. and they need to use like a movie crew, whatever that means. But yeah, baby,
0: yeah, this baby. Is big, this is the big time. The big this time. is the movies.
1: This is the movies. All right, we have to move on. We have to actually get to like the first <laughs> scene in the movie because all done we've done seen are like cool just generated scene. graphics. Go oh, on, the- Kyle. What happens? Oh no,
2: no! I'm I'm advocating to you on this one. Uh, no, right. so this is where we get some of our first uh, differences, also between uh, between cuts and things. Yes. Like. So we get New York City ten years ago. From when? From, yeah, I guess. From, from when? From, from when you were watching the movie.
1: I mean, that's the implication, right? I mean, that's always the implication if you just say 10 years ago, right? Like, it means from the minute you're watching it. Uh, So so let's, we got to break this down. Let's talk about it.
0: So... There are several shots. Some shots are from New York. I'm pretty sure some other shots are from fucking Romania.
1: Yes, I didn't think this looked too bad. I thought they did a good job. Uh, like it's okay. It's yeah. okay. I think it looks yeah. like a busy city street. They don't. They don't spend too much time here. Uh, other than the subway sign, doesn't look anything like a subway sign in New York. Uh, and also, like they're not like the. They didn't even paint in the lines. Like the, the lettering, it's like goofy. Yeah. Uh, anyway, but I believe the very first line of dialogue in the Highlander film is do you want a hot dog that is yes. like 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 imagine like writing a script and being like how will i open this movie do you want a hot dog like great so we should
2: call out that that is the producer's cut yes right that way with connor and mac talking and having this kind of nonsensical conversation about like do you want a hot dog <laughs> I, think, I think connor just kind of like fucks off right he just yeah leaves he for leaves some reason immediately.
1: It doesn't make any, I mean, should we watch this scene too? Sure. Let's watch the yeah, scene. I do want to see the, do you get a hot dog? I mean, uh, uh... okay. Oh, so, Kyle, while I'm getting this clip ready, why don't you tell us how does the, uh, uh, the theatrical version open? You don't have to tell us the, describe it too much, but what well, is the content of that? The theatrical
2: version just skips right over this. Right. Connor is just walking down the street, Intercut with Rachel uh going into the antique store.
1: Rachel! Rachel! Alright, here we go. So let's watch this, this crazy scene. Here we go. This is the, the first scene proper of the producer's cut.
0: Highlander.
1: <laughs> it's so slow. Yeah. Speaking French, what a hot dog? No, thanks. Just catch the- Thanks. Wow. <laughs> I've got an errand to run. I've got an errand to run. <laughs> errand to run. <laughs> on the ketchup. What? Duncan. 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 That's the what?
0: Wait, wait, wait. You called me in Paris and you said
1: we have to meet. Now suddenly you've got an errand to run? Yeah, what? What's going on? I don't know. Okay. Nothing. What? It's nothing? Okay.
0: Yeah. I'm okay. Really?
1: <laughs> what? Than
0: that, Connor. This is I'm really good. You like this. <laughs> People change, Duncan.
1: You'll learn that. You'll learn Fine. that. You'll learn that. You'll learn me you about it tonight. Eight
0: o'clock at the bar. At the bar. Oh, it's line. Christmas. That's right. <laughs> right. It's a Christmas movie.
1: Right. Eight o'clock and I'm fine. Mm-hmm. Okay. you sure you're going to be all right, okay. Of course. Wait, 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 wait. Duncan. No. Wait. Go back. Okay, okay. Go Further?
0: Back. No, no, no. Go, Go up a little more. Go to, like, right when he starts walking away.
1: Do right here. Right, or okay. but
0: go back a little more. Do you,
1: you want to fro- pause or do you want to? No,
0: just pl- play when he says, are you are you going to be okay?
1: Okay. You sure you're going to be all right, Connor? <laughs> <laughs> That's not his voice, right? No, yeah. and no, not at all. Holy yeah. smokes. Let's Did do it gotta- again.
2: You sure you're going to be all right, Connor? Of course. That, oh wow that does not sound like adrian paul and his mouth moves like one syllable to say that entire sentence this yeah. is
0: this is less than two minutes <laughs> in
2: yeah, yeah. And, this is our, what we're with.
0: and he, he has a, a line not not said by our top billed actor of this movie
1: oh boy <laughs> Boy, oh boy! All right, so yeah, but there's still more. There's still more interesting stuff to see in this scene. Here we go. It'll
2: be all right, Connor. Of course, Duncan. Yeah. <laughs>
1: watch your back.
0: What? Watch your back. What's, what's this Mac Tonight
1: shit? Like. <laughs> 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 Boom. This is watch your back.
2: Comprehensible.
1: Unbelievable, right? Uh, and
2: that is how they start it. Like that scene is straight nonsense. He, says <laughs> nothing, he reveals nothing. He's just like, "I have to go run an errand," and we, the audience, have no clue what that errand is or why. Duncan reveals for the first time that he's been called in from Paris for this errand. Just baffling. It is
1: just baffling. Uh. Watch your back. What, like, it, it feels like the, the, like, it's like they're making up the lines as they go. Like, it, it's like, what do you, what do you mean, watch your back? Like, oh, it's, uh, this is rough. And somebody on Facebook, uh, pointed out that, <laughs> that when he tilts his head back, like, what a weird performance. Like, the, he, like, like yeah, he his head to the sky for the people at home
2: when he says, watch your back. And it's like, yeah, it's a why? very
1: strange bit of acting. Uh, <laughs> it's, somebody it's, thought, he, oh, go ahead, Eamon.
0: I was gonna say, is it like a like a Ray Charles thing or something?
1: <laughs> Ray Charles, what? Somebody is that offensive?
0: I
2: like. Oh, <laughs> Rachel, Ray Charles. I see where this is going.
1: Uh, somebody uh, on our Facebook page implied that they thought that this might have been. Uh oh, we got a little static here. Everybody okay? Yep. Uh-huh. Okay, cool. Oh, thanks, Eamon. Um, so, <laughs> so. Watch uh that uh that he was channeling Kane from Highlander 3
2: Ooh. white
1: right with rights with the glasses and like that weird attitude. I kind of yeah. love that I love that reading but there is nothing <laughs> in this film to make me think that's part of it or maybe Kristoff decided on his own to do that uh, but I don't understand anyone's motivation in this scene like, It makes no sense. And why would he invite, Duncan just came from Paris to visit him, right? Or wherever. Yeah. And then he's just like, I gotta go without any, like it doesn't make any, no one behaves this way. It doesn't make any sense. It's horrible. Well then, so now
2: this is where it dovetails with the theatrical version. Sure. Basically. Because Connor's errand, I guess, is to go over to the antique store, but like there's no. That's an
1: errand? I don't know. but And like, it's like a secret errand. I'm going to work today in secret. Like, what?
2: Yeah. So Rachel now is milling. Old Rachel is, is milling about the uh, antique store. Side note, there's a fish tank there. It looks like it's full of algae. Like, all those fish are going to die. I'm pretty sure. Like, doesn't anyone take care of the fish? Maybe that's how we're supposed to get a hint that Connor's like, feeling off his game Mm.
0: because all (laughs) Uh, his fish are dead it's just her like scooping the dead fish out with one of those
2: yeah but you know there is also like a man in a bowler hat kind of skulking (laughs) around outside he looks very cool uh and then rachel picks up the phone and what happens eamon (laughs) right
0: There's like a timer. In the in the in the T or in the in the DVD version.
1: Yeah, that's a much bigger scene. So let's talk about that.
0: She she like it's kind of the same. She like goes into the 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 antique store, but the door is open. So she's like, Connor, are you here? Right. And she's like rustling about looking for Connor. And then this doesn't make any fucking sense. Uh so there's there's a TV on. Right. Was this in the theatrical, uh, Kyle, Gina? No.
1: All, all she does is, in the theatrical version, all she does is come into the loft and, like, the phone rings. Oh, and she picks up a, a picture that's been stabbed on a, a oh, sword. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, like, that's it. And then the phone yeah. rings.
0: And the, that was in the in the script you sent us, Keith, the, 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 the picture stabbed with the sword. But in the movie, or in the producer's cut, she looks at the television and it's playing... Old footage of like her as a young child and Connor, right? And I'm like,
2: where did where did that footage come from? Yeah, it, it 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 like they didn't have
0: home video equipment in like fucking World War Two. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I don't know. And then, like, so there's a couple things. So th- there's like footage of her as a little girl, and then there's like graduation ceremony, class
0: of nineteen forty fucking seven.
1: Right. So because I'm insane, I started doing all sorts of weird math, that math and I was doesn't
2: make sense. Uh,
1: it would have to be. So here's what I've written down about all this stuff. So World War II started in nineteen thirty nine and went through nineteen forty five. So. When he found Rachel, 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 she seemed to be what like six to eight years old. Like she was pretty yeah, young. She was, young. Uh, but if she graduated high school in 1947 at 18 years old, then she was born in 1929, making her between the ages of 10 uh, at the start of World War II in 1939 and 16 at the end of the war. And so, like no. uh, her just age doesn't make sense. I think they just kind of well, messed up. It's, that- it's early, it's not bad. Like no, it would be 10 years old, that's not so bad. There's yeah. no way he found a 16 year old girl uh,
2: and yeah. like carried
1: her away in his arms. <laughs> yeah, no. But that's no. the insane stupid thing uh, I was doing while we, I was watching this scene. Uh, but uh, but also like, I cannot believe this, this scene was cut in the film, like in the theatrical yeah. version. Like this scene tells you that like, hey, these characters have a history together. And like there's information that makes her subsequent death like you yeah. should feel something. I mean, mm-hmm. I don't know. subsequent, you mean right now. Right now. Right <laughs> now, she died.
0: <laughs> but uh, the other thing I don't understand about the producer's cut is like I mean, I guess it's weird that like the TV's on, but like she's like freaked out when the phones
1: ring. She's like, Uh oh, I can't answer the phone. I'm like, why? Yeah. She's like, like practically his secretary or something, right? In the producer's cut, there's
2: like very little amiss though. I guess the sword stabbed through the photo. Right. There's reason for her to be like, "What? That's scary."
0: Yeah. But then she's like, "I don't know if I should answer this phone." Then she answers it and she blows up. And (laughs) I did like something I like. I don't know about explosion physics or whatever. (laughs) In the producer's cut, like the glass falls from the window first, and
1: then the explosion comes out. Oh, interesting. Did they fuck up the timing? Maybe. I also know that like the, there's like a, 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 a VW bug out front that was supposed to explode like into the air uh, during this, and it, it just windows just well yeah because it just yeah. it didn't work uh, when they hit the button, and so we didn't get that explosion to like so thing. I wouldn't be surprised cool. if things went wrong in the special effects. Yeah, but, I mean, all the other special effects look really good in this movie, so we could yeah, forgive that one. Yeah. <laughs> like highlight. highlight- it, it something about it just looks
2: strange, even on like a cursory viewing. You're just yeah. like, huh, like that's weird the way that worked.
0: Hmm. Yep. Hmm. And Highlander Two has one of like the best movie explosions I've ever seen. Like when there's that huge explosion and yeah. like, Connor like comes out of it, and I'm it's like, it's awesome. Pretty dope. That's awesome. Right. And like this sucks. <laughs> <laughs> We've seen better explosions on the Highlander TV show.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh, we
2: definitely have.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Crazy. Absolutely like, crazy.
0: What the fuck is this? Oh,
1: well, we should talk about some positives though. Like here, like I I did that old
0: that old bitch dies. <laughs> 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 I'm just kidding. Jesus. That's that's a joke.
1: Very good. Uh so no, like one, that this was shot in Romania. Uh, and like Ooh. I think they do a pretty good job. I I kind of thought they did the street. Like, looks like the village. Like yeah, Sure. If you were like, oh, this is New York, I'd be like, OK. Like, yeah. I didn't think it looked too crazy. Like, I think they dressed it up OK. It's got, like, cobblestone street, which is cool. Uh, I think they did a great job of recreating, like, the loft and the silver room later. Uh, oh, yeah. We'll see. Like Absolutely. Like, all the little details. You mentioned the fish tank uh, filled with algae. No one's taking care of that thing. Um, yeah. I, it was filled with algae in the first one, too. It was gross. Um, <laughs> But this is pretty cool. There's also, I, I...
0: like a painting of like two hands like holding light, and it looks really bad. Oh, I didn't even notice that. That's weird. It looks like something you'd see in like a mall painting store. You know where you're like <laughs> you like you go in a mall and there's like a, a, a Thomas Kincaid store.
1: you right, a Thomas Kincaid store. Yikes.
0: The painter of light.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Oh, not to talk about this too much, but I saw Thomas Kincaid branded <laughs> Mandalorian paintings.
1: Oh, those are brilliant.
0: <laughs> like, Thomas Kincaid is dead. So, but it's
1: like they still have his name on it. And like, it's just become like a factory to create terrible, yeah. terrible art.
0: One of them is like Baby Yoda, like barfing or something. <laughs> like,
1: ah. Uh, all right. All right. So, uh, this, th- we get this explosion, right? So, so Connor is approaching. We see this dude in like a fedora. We don't know who it is. Turn around and walk away. But there is no buzz. We get no- nothing, right? Oh no
0: buzz. I didn't think about that. Yeah, no. there's
1: no buzz. But like, they're pretty close, I think. He's across the street. Yeah. Also, the buzzes in this are very subtle. They're yeah. so subtle. You, I, I often, On the first watch, I yep. missed several of them. Another like, reason I was like, what did they learn from the TV show? They like figured yeah. out the buzz. The buzz comes from the TV show. They actually like subsequently like put the buzz into Highlander 1, like this, the director's cut. Uh, mm. To make it more like clear when immortals were around, I I just don't get what they're doing. It's it rem- almost sounds like whoosh, whoosh,
2: whoosh, yeah. is all it sounds like in this movie. It's just very subtle. Yeah.
0: I wa- I watched this movie like three times, like but I watched it again this week and like last week I was like, wait, are the buzzes not in the movie? That's how like subtle they are. Is like yeah. I forgot they happened. Yep, <laughs> and I was like, did they just forget about that? They're in there, but they're just very easy to miss. It's crazy. Yeah, no buzz here. And yeah, he, he sees Connor sees the building explode and like it's like Rachel.
1: Right. And he screams. He's like, ah! Or whatever. That's the scream, like I think from the trailer of his face, like in the, the orb. Oh I think that's I think that's like one of the few spots where they actually use footage that was in the movie. There you
0: go. <laughs> they cut it out and cut it out. Stick it in there.
1: Yep. Wow. I can
0: never die. Rachel can though. And yes, so, and exactly. we see
1: like some shoes walk away and they have three crosses on the heel, right? Mm-hmm. And so that's yeah. our clue. And also I'll point out now that that was added later. Like all those heel shots are from post-production. Oh, really? Yes. Wow. And we'll talk about, well, it's because we haven't even met this character yet. We'll talk about it then. But they didn't think you'd know who the character was. Uh, it was too confusing. So they were like, we need to create some device so you can recognize. That
2: thing that was confusing? <laughs> <laughs>
1: Great. <laughs> Cool. OK, I got some before. So th- this is like the first. I know. We'll
0: put some crosses on the heel of his shoe. <laughs> All
2: right. Which, I d- honestly, I, I'm going to carve out the position now that that makes this character more confusing. I'm going to say it right now. You think the crosses on the heel are more confusing? Make make me understand the character of Jake. Spoiler alert. This is the villain. This is Jacob Kell. <laughs> and the clue to that, as we quickly discover, are these crosses on the heel. Right. The existence in modern day of him using this cross iconography on his shoes distorts what my perception of this character is and what he should be. Gotcha. I'm, I'm carving out that position right now. It'll make more sense to talk about it later, but this is the this is the first instance.
1: <laughs> first. Okay, so I I do have a question though before we move on or whatever, because uh, we'll, we'll probably this this is like our teaser to the whole the whole film here. Like, whoa, what happened here? We meet, I guess, some villain. Uh, we'll probably stop now because we've been babbling on and on. Uh, but I do want to address the like the ten year ten years ago mm-hmm. thing. Like, we should unpack that I think a little bit more because like if this movie comes out in the year two thousand and it says ten years ago, then that means that is nineteen ninety is what we're seeing right in New York. Mm-hmm. However, the events of like the TV show, like we we will find out uh you know that Connor ends up like going missing for 10 years and is like hidden away in this place called the sanctuary. We'll get to all that later. But like hold on. So now we have this issue that like this seemingly takes place before the series. So does this movie actually take place in the future? Yes. Which also now means that the World Trade Center is standing. So there, there's like an alternate Highlander universe where September 11th did not happen. Uh, and I'd love to know what Connor McCloud had to do with that. Uh, to well, to, to, to say so the obvious,
2: Highlander 3 was not made until 1994. 94. So the series had been on for like three years yeah, or at least two while they were filming. So 10 years from... This can't have happened prior to, the events of this movie can't have happened prior to Highlander 3, right?
1: Well, assuming that Highlander 3 counts
2: at all. Which I think one fair interpretation is just that it doesn't. Because, by the way, where is Connor's fucking son?
1: <laughs> right.
2: This uh, with the son. <laughs> I, I didn't think about that at all. I have a lot of notes about it.
0: <laughs> Watch your back.
1: uh and also i do love i think kyle you brought up this kind of interpretation uh throughout our coverage of the series that you know there's often times this trying to like merge like highlander one dovetails into the series but like it obviously didn't the game didn't really end your argument is that Connor mcleod of the film does not exist at all like there, is, there are two different Kanama McClouds. There's Connor McClouds of the movie series and there's the Connor McCloud of the series. We only meet once, which is in the pilot, right? right. And that's then a- it makes sense. Like you just don't, like that's just a new character in The Gathering yeah. and you meet him for the first time and none of the histories prior matter at all. That's unless like, it's n-
2: introduced in the show.
1: Unless it's introduced yeah. in the show. I think you can read this character the exact same way, right? Mm-hmm. Like this, this version, it, yeah, you have to. You more yeah. or less have to.
2: Uh, especially with all these timeline related issues, sure. I mean, I guess the other way to salvage it is that you know, even though this was made in 2000, we're really looking at 2005 or something,
1: sure. And then a third way to salvage it is just that it's a dumb movie and they wanted yes. to put the star of the other series in this, and that's mm-hmm. what it is it's a movie, and like there's just the realities of that. Uh, so how about that? This is crazy, guys. Crazy, this is crazy. What do you think Connor did to prevent September 11th? Any guesses? What? Uh, <laughs> what do you think Connor did to prevent September 11th? Why in this movie did the, if this movie takes place in the future a little bit, uh, or do we not think? Uh, I guess it does it not take place?
0: Do we, do we see the twin towers?
1: Oh yeah, many times. Well, What's not in the future then? I think the I think the most. Oh, you're 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 arguing that it can't be in the future because the twin towers are standing. I'm arguing that in the in the future it's an alternate reality when September 11th didn't happen Kyle's dead
0: <laughs> I, pa- I posit, this. I posit okay. this in the Highlander and uh, GAME universe Mark Wahlberg was on the plane oh. and stopped them because Mark Mark Wahlberg famously says if he was on the plane it would be different the outcome would have been different
1: that's right Surely this
2: is the only possibility so I'm on Very board with
0: good. that yeah, Very
1: All right, well, before we close Uh, up.
0: That's that conspiracy fucking uh, thing you just (laughs) showed.
1: Yeah. Um, So before we wrap up this episode, we should play a little game. Oh, boy. Okay, so we are going to play a quick game to wrap up our episode. We're going to play the game three and five with Kyle going head-to-head against Eamon. In this game, you have five seconds to give us three examples of whatever the question is. Uh, Mm. And so you get a point for each uh, correct answer you give and a bonus point if you give us all three. So maximum of four points. Uh, Oh, what was that, Kyle? Is that the the rabbit? The the rabbit symbol? (laughs) Yeah, sure. (laughs) (laughs) Very good. All right. Boing. Boing. Are you guys ready to play? I'm ready. Good. All right. Eamon, yes, name sir. me three Christopher Lambert bear movies that aren't Highlander films.
0: Oh, fuck. Um, Mortal Kombat, The uh, Subway, uh, um, 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 Ghost Rider, or Spirit of
1: Vengeance. I don't know, man. I think you get two. Mm. I think you All get right. two. That's fair. That's All fair. right. Mr. Kyle. Yeah. Name three other condiments Duncan could have put on his hot dog other than ketchup. <laughs> Uh, mustard relish onions god damn it i'm sorry you got a movie question uh, and Kyle got a made up question about
2: uh, hot dog talks see normally these things go the opposite way so i'm actually thrilled to be on the receiving end of that gift that's mm-hmm.
0: right uh, this, never
2: mind <laughs> i know what you're going to say
0: yeah yeah i'm not going to say it uh all right Eamon. we didn't we didn't wait what, we, what? Did, we didn't talk about uh, the ketchup hot dog thing was that our right purpose now. Uh, just a quick aside. So there's this whole like <sighs> school of thought where you're not allowed to put ketchup
1: on a hot dog, right?
0: Is this a Philadelphian thing? I've always put ketchup on hot dogs. Always.
1: I think it's associated a lot with Chicago. Uh, a lot of Chicago places are like absolutely no ketchup. Uh, I, I don't know. I, I don't think I'm not a, 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 harsh, a harsh critic of people that put ketchup on their hot dogs. I, okay. I've,
0: ta- I've talked to people about putting ketchup on hot dogs and like, they reacted fiercer than if like I told them I was a racist.
1: It's stupid. Yeah. I, I well, don't I think get that it. This is
2: a lot about the acceptability of racism, <laughs> <laughs> but
0: uh, it's a dark country you live in. I'll say that. Not the, so. Never mind. <laughs> bad phrasing.
1: <laughs> anyway, very good. I think it's fine that he puts ketchup on it in the producer's commentary. Uh, I, they call that out. And I believe that is the way Adrian likes his hot dog. So that, that is why he did it. So
0: I like that, Adrian Paul. That's friend
1: That's right. I, I like to dual wheel I like a ketchup and a mustard. That's yeah. fine. Put whatever a, a on a the mustard. hot dog. If you feel like eating mustard, have some mustard. Also, like it's, it's fun to switch up food. shit. Like what? Like why are there all these crazy food rules? Anyway, I don't.
0: I don't know. I thought we, <laughs> lived, thought we lived in America.
1: It's yeah. the people's
2: tubed meat. Give them what they want.
1: <laughs> sure. All right, Amon. Yes, sir. Uh, name me three love interests in Highlander films.
0: Oh, Brenda Wyatt. Um, oh, God damn it. Heather and um, 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 Kate from this movie.
1: You get two again. Damn it. Sorry, bud. <laughs> oh, Brenda's great in this movie.
0: Yeah, she's yes, she's so good.
1: She is so good. All right, Kyle. <laughs> this one, they don't even bother to kill her off screen. She just <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just Kyle, she name existed. name three other Christopher Lambert Bear movies that aren't Highlander sorry other means i can't name whatever aemon named that's correct okay uh
2: mortal Kombat annihilation hail caesar um Greystone.
1: yes although is lambert in annihilation yes okay kyle can I, you answered that very confidently he sacrifices his immortality to fight with the heroes of earth realm oh
2: good
0: oh. very good did you guys watch the new Mortal Kombat trailer, by the way?
1: I did not. baffling. Wow, exciting. I love I mean, a good, I baffling
2: trailer. I know I'm going to watch it. Like, no. I know I'm going to see this movie. But it's someday they'll figure out that fighting games don't make good movies. Mm. Get over here. Amen. Yes, sir.
1: Name me three songs that appear in the original Highlander soundtrack. Queen songs.
0: Princes of the Universe, uh, One Year of Love, is that what it's called? Um, and uh, Give Me the Prize. Is that a song in it? What is it called?
1: I'll give it to you. You're pretty far I think, behind. I think he makes it. All right, all right, all right. I'm not complaining about this. That's true. All right, uh, Kyle, name me three Christopher Lambert TV shows that he's guested in. <laughs> uh, uh,
2: Highlander. That might be the only one I'm gonna get. Uh
1: Three. Sorry. What else does he guessed it in? I Whoa. don't know. Amon, do you want to try to pick up a point? I don't know.
0: Uh, Xena? What? Christopher Lambert. I have no idea. Yeah, what, do what you, do you think he was,
1: was he in Zena? Uh, we got NCIS Los Angeles. Oh, oh shit! Right, right, right. <laughs> Did you oh, list right, right. at the beginning of the, sh- the 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 show or blacklist? I didn't list these oh okay i just figured you guys would know from watching all his uh uber or whatever so from from being smart enough (laughs) now right
0: i totally forgot about ncis it's
1: a fail
2: for me
0: james spader
1: that's right james spader well guess what guys the the score is tied nice i'll take it that's a good way to kick off this movie
0: is that is that everything oh no wait hold
1: on you just answered that question with highlander right kyle Yes, he did. So, so you got a point. You won. Never mind. <laughs> hey, look at that.
2: <laughs> Congratulations, Sorry. Kyle. Very good. A tie, but a win is slightly better.
1: All right. Well, uh, nobody won the catalog game. So I guess I'll give my opinion first on the way this film like opens uh, okay. before we launch into the next episode next week. Uh, I don't know. I like watching when the credits. I watch this movie, I think, Five times to get ready. Uh, Ooh, it's been a lot. Uh, but and I watched it first without taking notes. I was like, let me just throw on the movie. I want to just that, like that's experience. interesting. I did the same thing. Right. Like I didn't want to get too bogged down in it. I just wanted to have fun watching it. Uh and the opening credits like throw me for a loop. Like, whoa. I cannot fathom that like that was the choice to make. Like it feels, does it feel like padding or something? Like it's- like we why not just yeah. with end end this
2: is like a 90 minute movie yeah including credits basically so
1: yes but answer- it's weird that they cut out like extended scenes like mm-hmm. they could have made this movie longer with content but instead it's just text like mm-hmm. i i don't know uh so that like that kind of spoiled the i shouldn't say spoiled the movie but like I was really losing it watching it i just i was screaming at the tv like what is happening like stop like anyway tell me what you guys think what what was your impressions of like the opening you know setting of this uh film are you excited for highlander endgame
0: Uh, i i was so i'm like oh cool our heroes together and then it's like there's a hot dog and like they don't say anything like it's all like this is like, you know, the movie was due and they had it they had to improvise the scene. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's just like, uh,
1: I have an errand to run out of nowhere. Right. Like a, it's a contentless opening yeah. scene. When we move forward in my notes at the end of every scene cuz honestly nothing much has happened yet uh but like at the end of every scene I'm going to do a little recap about what you're just talking about and it's like what was the content of the scene like what did we learn and what questions did I do I have like and we will find that for the majority of this film uh you will just be confused and that like scenes are just there and they don't serve any purpose or give you any information like what, what do we learn from the hot dog scene, guys? Like, that they know each other, right? That's it. Duncan do we even know who Duncan... Do we even know that his name is Duncan McLeod? I feel like I have that written in my notes later, that if you weren't familiar with the TV show, you would not know, like, what is up. Like, we don't find out that they're related or know each other or whatever for a while, so... Mm-hmm. Uh, You know, I'm trying to disentangle how I would
2: feel. The the first time I saw this, I saw... I believe I saw the incomprehensible hot dog opening. (laughs) And that was the part that made me scream. Like, I just kind of ignored the the opening credits for the most part until Harvey Weinstein's name showed up. (laughs) Okay. Uh, It didn't bug me that much. The one that got me, though, was when... Is this hot dog scene? Because, again, first scene of the movie. And that's just baffling and unforgivable the way that all plays out that being said the theatrical opening which again i don't understand why it makes some of the cuts it makes about like what rachel does when she gets into the antique store Mm -hmm. and again prorating this for someone who knows who this character fucking is Mm -hmm. the opening of her like going up in an explosion is somewhat interesting i'm like oh I, i tell me more what happened connor's upset i don't know why the theatrical version cuts out some of the markers that let you know why you should care about rachel uh but all that being said it's a rough opening
1: sequence all in all yeah, I mean, also like the emotional, I don't want to say roller coaster, but like, oh, wow, Rachel's back from the first movie. That was like 15 years ago. Ba boom. They never yeah. even, like, there is no reunion of these characters. Like, we don't get mm-hmm. to see like a hug or like just somef- something. Like, we get nothing. Uh, that's like a bummer, right? Yeah. And one thing this movie
2: does, and this is, I think, the first instance of it. Is it doesn't chunk up or break up very much the flashbacks that it chooses to show. The flashbacks, for the most part, just include all of their content in one straight block. Mm -hmm. Like the show oftentimes almost has these things going on somewhat parallel tracks where like you see the beginning of a concept and then you see the end of the concept. This is the first example where like Rachel is introduced and dies all in one go. Like you don't see a reunion and then see it get taken away. A lot of the other flashbacks kind of do seem to follow that format as well, where right. mm-hmm. you see the whole thing in one go and it's generally more effective to break them up.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, another thing we didn't discuss, I love that we're like wrapping up the show and I'm like, I'm going to play a clip uh, because we were wondering like, what is this errand uh, that he's got to run, right? That's like a secret. Mm-hmm. We didn't talk, in the in the alternate cut, of the movie, there is like a scene in here. And uh, how about I play that scene? Oh, right, right. In the rough cut? In the rough cut, right. So let's 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 take a look at this scene. It's very, very short, uh, but so we can address this errand issue.
2: Buying a Christmas tree? It's an end.
1: He's walking.
0: He wears a brown shoe. Where's his tennis shoes? (laughs) He's got some fashion sense now.
1: It's not the eighties, man. Sneakers are out.
0: My favorite part of the movie
2: coming up.
1: Right on time. Who was that? Haven't a clue. But he's left
2: the tree here every Christmas since 1877.
1: Since 1877.
2: Exactly. Here, give me a hand.
1: That's That's the scene. And well, so I guess the reason a, I brought a that up scene. is, is that the errand he needed to run? So and, and also, why is it a secret? Like, what the fuck? Why isn't he like, Duncan, I haven't seen you in years. You're like my best friend in Kinsman or whatever. Hey, you want to go buy a Christmas tree? Like, I mean, like, what are we doing? And freak out a priest about it. Yeah. yeah. Like- <laughs> if they wanted to go to a church, it's obvious what the errand
2: should have been. He should have been lighting the candle for Heather on her birthday.
1: Oh, and that's, that's also a reason why it would be no. like, I don't want to say a secret, but private, private. right? It's yeah. private. I need to do something alone. Okay. Yeah, and but um, like, what, what is you, this? Why do you, why do we think this is here? Like, what's this about? I, no He's reason. been doing it since the 70s? To give
2: tie in find... priest a Christmas tree.
1: Yeah. Uh, like, uh, I was trying to think, like, is this orphanage in any way important to anything? Is it an orphanage? Wasn't it? I don't know. I think it's supposed to be an orphanage. Well, fair enough. I don't understand. I don't understand why is this here? It's so so stupid.
2: You leave li- the Christmas tree. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, I'm glad that you showed us that because I forgot all about it. Yeah, right. Uh, I also love the shot of just a Christmas tree like above people's heads. Like it's so comical. It's ridiculous.
0: So, the actor Christophe Lambert never was in within like. A thousand feet of that Christmas tree, right? Right. Oh yeah. He's not in any of that.
1: No, that's That's a good point. That's why they shot it that way, is that he's just not available, right?
0: Good stuff. Great movie making.
1: Wow. Uh, So I guess we'll leave it there. I mean, I don't know. It's crazy that we've only gotten into you know the teensiest bit of this movie. Uh, But there's certainly lots more to talk about. And we can't wait to talk about it with you next week. Uh, Also, we should be teasing that we're going to have a very special uh, Highlander 35th anniversary episode coming up. Uh, We don't want to tell you too much about it. But that is also in the works. uh, And it's crazy that it's been 35 years since the original Highlander was released. Uh, So stay tuned to our feed for that as well. Uh, Any final thoughts before we leave, guys?
0: Ooh, can't wait to continue the end game.
1: That's right. We, Buckle we're,
0: up. we're in the end game.
1: That's right. I'm if you thought I babbled this episode, or I don't know. It's uh it's gonna be rough, but uh hopefully we'll there make it
2: so much. There's <laughs> so much to do. It is stunning, stunning I love it. the choices that were made. And you know, you're getting a taste of it now. It's only gonna get worse.
1: Yep, 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 yep. All right, well, thanks everybody for joining us. We've been your rewatchers. I'm Keith. This is Kyle. This is Amen. Bye. Bye hot dog.
0: Bye.